Welcome to 312 Studios, and I'm your host, Aaron. Today, here on Coffee with Saucy, we're going to have a little conversation. I got a special guest in the house. His name's Lewis. A little bit of background about Lewis. He's a former Marine college student here at St. Mary's, and uh, got some real good things to talk about. So let's jump right into it. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in America right now. A lot of things going on in Austin, Texas. Um, uh, racism, protesters, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I felt that we needed to talk about it. You know, um, there's a lot of things to talk about it. And um, coming from a spiritual side, Lewis has a, a very different view. So it's interesting to hear his side of it. But uh, I kind of wanted to get my perspective on it. Um, as far as racism is, I mean, everybody wants to make it about a color. And as long as the devil keeps you focused on a color, you can never really see what's really behind the issues. And it doesn't really matter if you're black, white, purple, green, blue. It, it doesn't matter. If you have a good heart, then a good heart doesn't see color. And so when people make it about color... They're really making it. They're really making it around the wrong thing because it has nothing to do with color. Because I can love my brother right here, and I can love anybody with a good heart. And a good heart don't see color. Love don't see color. And so that that's kind of really want to talk about today is that love sees no color, as long as we our intentions are good. And um, you know, it's just uh, too many people nowadays are making. Are making it about color and it has nothing to do with color white black white black green purple it don't matter if your intentions are good then they're good and um what do you think about it lewis um um so i think whenever a lot of stressful things happen to a large group of people i mean you know the first thing that really comes to mind is fear people will tend to act differently in fear, make things, make accusations, do things that aren't normally a part of their character. And I think that's really because of human human uh, nature. It's just... Um, and um, so I think with the writing and everything like that, I think people were trying to give a good intention with things and, you know, all that mass confusion and, and tension between different people and different ethnic backgrounds, I think that just is a, just a, it's like a catalyst. It's, it's a time bomb waiting to tick off before violence will eventually take over. And I think, go ahead. I, I mean, there are some bad cops. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, not every cop is bad. And, and what the cop did in Minneapolis was wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm 100% um, bad on it, but, I mean, destroying buildings and, you know, killing people and burning down, that's that's just, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but when you get a lot of people, okay, I people generally are pretty smart. That person, some people, especially in their older age, they, they didn't make it through 30, 40 years of their life with being a complete idiot. But you get a lot of people in one group. Crowds are very stupid. Crowds are very dumb because it takes, they they just, they react off its, itself internally. So you have a crowd 
98% of them want to be nonviolent, and it's the 2% that turn something that was supposed to be for a, a, you know, a man who lost his life because of police brutality or, you know, and that right there, when you get all those people in it, it's just violence will, will come out. And I think people have to step back and really realize, like, you don't really do fix two wrongs with a, you know, and it's just upsetting. Okay, now we have an issue in the United States and he, even here in Austin, Texas, about defunding the police department. So which what that would mean is taking all the money, taxpayer money that it takes to run the police department, that it takes to, because it costs a lot of money to, to run the cars, to put gas in the cars, to for uh, police officers' salaries. It, it really takes a lot of money. So if we defunded the police department, here in Austin, Texas, and across all, I mean, do you think there would be mass chaos? I mean, um, I don't think that would be a good idea. I mean, I just, I really, I really I don't, don't see the logic behind, I don't see the logic behind um, defunding, you know, I don't, I don't see the logic. And what happens when we defund some, I don't think ever in a sense where we're going to take money from people who are supposed to protect us when we really should be doing is, Making sure the money that gets put into that, the police departments across America should be utilized for better training. Because I think all these incidents of police officers using too much excessive force comes from lack of training. And I've been through many training sessions. I've done riot training. All I've been all over the world when it comes to things like that. And I think it just boils down to adequate training and also... You know, those guys are people, too. They're not, they're not like, you know, RoboCop, and they don't have a sense of directories. They're, those are people with problems who may have, and those problems will transpire into their professional lives, and that's really hard for people to make a difference. You have, you have all this tension coming from all over the world, from, from viruses, from people dying, from elderly care, and obviously people are going to react shortly do things they don't normally do, regret things. And I think I'm not justifying police brutality at all. I do know there is racism when it comes to that. I do know that the perspective of being a, a black American is definitely different than being a white American as myself. But I can definitely understand and been all over the world to understand how a group of people living in a, in a, a society can always get the short end of the stick. And I think that is true for African Americans. I think it is awfully true. But I also think the trend for them, the police officers, to follow through with these and give these hostile interrogations and get these people off the street, they didn't just start acting like this for no reason. I think the crime rates are getting pressured. They're getting pressured to drop crime rates. And when these guys are going out there and they're busting, you know, 12, 18-hour shifts, they're just trying to make their boss happy. They're just trying to make the guys above them happy. And I think that's where the problem is. Police force has an issue with management, police personnel, information structures. And honestly, there, there's so many more things that could let us save money. There's, there's artificial intelligence now. They can read landscapes and know that at a specific time during the day, this place has a, a higher percentage of crime rate. And then they can focus these more policemen 
instead of having them running around doing all things, we can actually get there and do them and make sure they're doing things right instead of getting inadequate calls for this. And then they respond and they go violent, kind of like that guy, that black family that was trying to... So somewhere in New York, there was a black family trying to stop these people from looting. So they call the cops and the cops show up and they arrest the people, the black people who called the cops to begin with. And it's just because, and if you look at it, it's just because they didn't get, they didn't assess the situation. They didn't get information. They immediately just tried to calm people down. When, when you're in a business owner like that, your thing is as a police officer, because one, you're outnumbered. The last thing you want to do is use your weapon to go to violence to make someone listen to you. You should never do that. But that's been the trend for decades, and police officers need to learn how to listen and take things a certain way. You know, they're there to protect and serve, not to beat and, and do all these things. Yeah, that, that's, a real good, uh, that's a real good perspective. I, n- I never really looked at But looking at it from a, a spiritual standpoint, you know, I want to give a spiritual side. I, I really appreciate your opinion, and that you really have some good points there. But uh, I think from a, a spiritual standpoint, um, like I think uh, if you look at the book Genesis 11, look in the Bible, look at Genesis 11. It says that all the world, the whole world was together in one place. So you have black, white, Chinese. I, I mean, the whole, the whole world was together in one place. And, 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 and in that particular chapter, it talks about how we worked together and became great. And so we became so great working together as one that even God came down. It says God came down to see the city that they were building and he put a stop to it because he said that, you know, we, we, were, we were too great together We that we spoke one language. You know, we had one heartbeat. We worked on one accord. So he put a stop to it because we we all were beaten on one, one accord. We all spoke the same language. That's what the scripture says. We spoke the same language. That's why we became great. And uh, the scripture goes on to say that because uh, we were, God said, because we were great, there's nothing that we can't accomplish if we all come together as one. And so if we all come together as one and speak the same language, we can be great. So what makes us ungreat? So if me and you speak the same language, what would make us ungreat? Like you talk English, I talk English, but we can't be great. Why? It's because our hearts, if somebody's heart is filled with hate and somebody's heart is filled with love, we're talking a different language. But as soon as we get on the same page and speak the same language, we can become great. And um, this is, I mean, this is in Scripture, Genesis 11. It says we became great because we spoke the same language. And... um, you know, the, the enemy wants us to focus on a color, but as long as we're focused on a color, we can never love one another. Somebody out there say, as long as we're focused on a color, we can never love one another. So it's really not about color. It, it, you, you need to know what, what is, it goes deeper than that. And, um, you know, I, I was, I want to tell a story. I was, I was working in West Palm Beach, Florida. I was working with my dad and um, I was working with Mexicans 
I'm Mexican, they're Mexican. I spoke English, they spoke Spanish. Um, we could we could never achieve a level of greatness because we talk differently. And I watched the way they work because they spoke Spanish and they did great things. But whenever we work together, we, we could coexist, but we could never achieve greatness because we didn't speak the same language. And when your heart's full of hate and you have, you have a man that's full of hate and a man that's full of love, they talk in two different languages because light cannot exist in darkness and darkness can't exist in light. That's two different things. So speak the same language, work as one, and we can become great. We can become a great nation if we speak one language, which is love, which is the only language, you know. All this hate, you know, burning down, shooting people and all, that's, that's nothing but hatred. And uh, this is just coming from a spiritual standpoint, you know. Lewis is a former Marine. And uh, as being a Marine soldier, ha have you ever witnessed racism in the military? Yeah, um... Yeah, I think racism is um, not. I think racism is everywhere where anyone, where different groups, ethnic groups, kind of coincide. So, yeah, there's racism, but one of the key things that really breaks that 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 why racism really doesn't get a hold in in the military, especially with combat service. That's where I can, I guess, concentrate or talk about. Um, you're forced to help all of each other. Every, the, the whole military is made to design off of helping each other, and you have to overcome those things, those, those past tr transgressions of being, oh, he's white or he's black or he's different from I am. different. So you, you, you basically, the military lets you branch off from your upbringing and allows you to have a different idea, your own idea of what, um, and I mean that goes from racism. That goes from uh, that goes for er anyone that's really different than you. And I think that is what breaks those. Now that's what keeps racism from growing. Don't say there's not wrong. Don't say there's not der derogatory terms in the military or anything like that or resentment. But if they both have to work together, there's this common understanding that's like, hey, we can make both our lives easier if we work together and forget our upbringing forget why we choose to be this way and, and i think that's that's something that works really well i also think the black community good on them i think they're making the right idea towards getting better equality because they are underpaid statistics don't lie black people are paid almost four percent less than than the same people who are qualified any other any other you know that, that's but i also think that Nonviolent. What? Where are the leaders of today to preach to to lead by? We need another Martin Luther King that, that can go through and guide these people to make sure they don't go through and hurt themselves. Okay, systemic racism. Systemic racism. Do you know what systemic racism? Yeah, systemic means system wide. It's just like a systemic infection. Means your your infections pull through all parts of your body. So systemic racism is racism that's spread over all facets, over everything, and it's and it's it's almost changed the environment and society completely itself. So that's what systemic racism is a a a, a, a tone that's embedded in everything where 
not only do you call this man bad names because he's black, but you make fun of images that are black. You make fun of his culture because he's black. It's he you can't do anything because so so it's it's in fast. It's not just direct attacks on a person's character. It's a direct attack on people's culture, their upbringing, their 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 uniqueness. So that's what a systemic racism is. Okay, so you know, and I do agree. Black lives matter. Um, all lives matter. But that I'm I'm a I'm gonna tell you right now, love matters. You know, and you know, as long as you got a good heart and your intentions in the right place and, y- and your heart's filled with with love instead of hatred, love matters. And and so let let's let's do that. Um, we're gonna take some callers. If you want to call into the show, uh, call area code 337-781-6157. That's area code 337-781-6157. We'd like to hear your opinions on this sensitive subject. I mean, no, I know it's, it's, it's a very sensitive subject right now. So, But it's a subject that we need to talk about because America is full with all different uh, races, religions, uh, people from all different walks of life. So... It's really important. It's really healthy that we do talk about it. And, um, you know, I never thought we would go back in time, like in the Martin Luther King days, that we would actually go back in time. But we actually did in 2020. We actually went back in time. But we, we don't have, like he said, we don't have any leaders to step up like the Martin Luther Kings. And Nonviolent. That's the key word. Yeah. Nonviolent. The, what he was doing... Martin Luther King, when he was alive, thought he was doing something, but his actions, because they were nonviolent, echoed through the generations. Violent, violent protesters don't live through history. It's the ones who make the really large leaps in courage and, and, and love and understanding and kindness. Those are the ones that, though maybe in their highlight, they're, they're you know, I mean, Martin Luther King had dogs sicked after him, but... Now he's every child after the age of second grade knows about him and they teach him and they teach his philosophy. He's just, he's an, I mean, he, he's resembles, um, ideas and he gets a lot of his core concepts from Christianity and Jesus and that how he believes nonviolence, why perpetuate, and end violence with violence. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It takes longer, but the but the the, the actions echo through time, through history, and those people are who are going to be remembered, and those memories are going to be taught to our children, not the not the violent protester, not the people who resort to war, to violence, to this and that that causes more pain. And sh- it's the people who make the really big courage. And go ahead of it and says, no, I will not engage in this. I am striving for love, truth, understanding, and kindness to everyone, to anyone, and to make sure we all live an equal and happy life. So um, where do we go from here? Like, it's obvious that America, this, um, with the COVID-19 and with, you know, this racial tensions, it's very clear it's, it's put its mark on 2020 and changed America forever. Um, so where do we go from here? Do we, do we accept what is being, the, what the government is, is doing or do we re- rebel? I mean, 
I, I would never, I would never accept con- uh, tracing through um, cell phones and stuff like. Like I'm totally against it. Like I just think that's too much. The government's pushing too much towards the mark of the beast, and just pushing too much towards, you know, break, breaking my privacy to, you know, put some kind of chip in my phone or or something like that. And I just think we're living in some very unusual times and that we need to pray about that, you know. And um, I want to thank everybody for listening in to this episode. This is a very good episode. And uh, I'd like to thank Lewis for being a special guest. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks thanks a lot. It was nice talking. It's good to get on. It's good. It's Like you said, what do we do from here? Well, we're doing exactly what we need to be doing, talking about these issues. No problem can be solved while silent communication carries on. We need to listen to each other. We need to understand each other. And we need to talk and communicate so everyone uh, can move on to a better. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to send people in space and we're still bickering about colors, skin pigments. Are we really are, are we really killing people over skin pigments? You're, the, the, a simple chemical compound that's evolved over, you know, that's it. That's all we're doing. Your skin has more melatonin in it than mine does. So let's go ahead and give you 400 years of slavery. It's it's stupid. It's stupid. Okay. So I want to leave you. I want to leave the audience with this. Make sure you subscribe to Anchor Coffee with Saucy. And I, I want to leave you with some little words of encouragement that if you focus on color, you can never love one another. Just 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 focus. Just listen. Just let that marinate. Think about that. And we'll see you next time on the next episode. We out.